0: The scripture is filled with pictures of the church, and they help us understand the nature and purpose of the church. The Apostle Paul's favorite picture of the church was the body of Christ. Peter used to talk about the church as the people of God in continuity with the Old Testament people of God, the new Israel. The scripture also describes the community indwelt and empowered by the Holy Spirit. But one of my favorite pictures of the church is family. The family of God. It provides wonderful images that help us to understand what it means to be the church. I am the family genealogist for my generation of my family. I inherited a great deal of genealogy work that was completed by my great-aunt, my grandfather's sister, Mary Ellen Higginbotham. She and her husband, Romy, ran a floral shop on Sunshine here in Springfield years ago. Maybe some of you are old enough to remember their shop. I'm in the process of trying to computerize all of her research. She bequests to me 35 3-inch binders full of genealogy material. And I'm continuing to explore our family tree. My father, Melvin Marion Hill, was born here in Springfield and died more than 30 years ago. My grandfather was Oscar Laclede Hill. And his father, my great-grandfather, was... That's really bad news, because that's the clock. The... (laughs) I'll try to be done before you are, okay? (laughs) His father, my great-grandfather, was Melvin Marion Hill, who who was my father's namesake, and they were both born in Belleville, Illinois. My great-grandfather was killed in a Missouri-Pacific railroad accident in southwest Missouri in 1919. His father... Theodore Columbus Hill, isn't that a great name? Theodore Columbus Hill, his father was Peter Hill II, his father was Peter Hill I, his father was William Hill, his father was Joseph Hill, and his father was Samuel Hill, and his father was Joseph Hill, and his father was James Hill, born in 1638 in York, England. He was the first in the hill branch of the family tree to come to the America with his son Joseph. Families are important. Now, Mary Ellen did work on every branch of the tree. I don't just have one branch to work on. I have a lot of branches. Today, we read another of the extraordinary stories from the life of Jesus, It is the story of Zacchaeus. The story of Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus is a wonderful example of how he lived his life. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This encounter with Jesus and Zacchaeus is only shared by Luke. But it provides some wonderful lessons for the family of God and what it means to be family. Jericho is on the border of Judea, about 15 miles northeast of Jerusalem. It was on the commercial trade routes. It was and still is a very fertile agricultural area. Archaeologists have unearthed the remains of more than 20 successive settlements in Jericho. The first of these dates back 10,000 or closer to 11,000 years Jericho may be the oldest continuously occupied city in the world. The area, as I said, is still a very fertile agricultural area. Now we talked last week as we examined the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector about the fact that the Romans farmed out the collecting of customs or taxes. They wanted someone who knew where the money was. And this led to a a great deal of exploitation. Let's face it. Zacchaeus was probably guilty of everything he was accused of. It was an important post. Undoubtedly, it paid handsomely. He is described as the chief tax collector. That means that he was exceptionally good at exploiting his neighbors. Zacchaeus, let's, let's call him Zac is the example that Jesus uses to help the family learn about the family of God. Now Jesus was not just ministering to Zacchaeus. He was teaching the crowd. Jesus always sees the moment to teach. He was always teaching. He is growing in popularity. He is making his final journey to to Jerusalem. Moving toward the climax of his life and ministry, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem is later in this chapter. And Jesus chose Zacchaeus or Zach as somebody to encounter in Jericho. Now we know he wasn't a popular man, he was a tax collector. When I was an early pastor, one of my early pastorates, I had the county tax collector in my church. And he never really appreciated it when I talked about tax collectors. But he was a different kind of tax collector, Zach was. He exploited his own people, his own family for money. Now Jesus knew what family life was like. He understood family. Somebody said hereditary, heredity is something you believe in if you have a bright child. Zacchaeus, Jesus said was family. You know, most of the people in the crowd that day overlooked Zacchaeus. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but he was short, so he couldn't see over the crowd. So he runs ahead to a sycamore tree, which has large, low-hanging branches, and he could climb up there and get a perch so that he would be able to see Jesus when he comes by. Zach's overlooked by most of the people in the crowd that day. We grew up in, a, in Maryville, Missouri, in northwest Missouri, where my father went to be pastor of a small mission congregation just prior to my birth, and we lived in a very small house that was their parsonage, which we outgrew when I was born, the fifth of the eight children. But it was only a block away. And after church on Sunday nights, we, the kids would just walk home. And whenever mom and dad were finished and locked everything up, then dad and mom would come home, and they would be around the house for a little bit, and then they'd start the process of putting all eight of us to bed. No small feet. One night when they were doing that after church, they couldn't find Judy. She's a year older than me one of my three sisters. And they looked all over and couldn't find her, and they went back to church, and they found Judy asleep on the front row of the pews. We've joked about the fact that we care so little about Judy that we left her at church. We left her at church. She was just overlooked when all the lights were turned out. There were a lot of people in Jericho that overlooked Zacchaeus that day. But... The others that weren't overlooking him were probably excluding him. There was a man there, the scripture says, named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was rich. And he was way too isolated to find a way through the crowd. The crowd is tightly pressed. You've been in a crowd. Maybe you've gone to a concert or someplace where you were trying to get in and the crowd just seems like they keep their shoulders as tight as possible so you can't get through Nobody was going to let him through. No one would make way for the hated tax collector. He is emotionally and socially isolated. The truth is, Zach's not on anybody's invitation list. Nobody likes him. He is rejected by everyone there. The scripture says all who saw it begin to grumble or mutter and say he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Here is a man who is overlooked, excluded and rejected by his own people. He is a thief and a traitor. He is rich at the expense of his neighbors. But Jesus understood family life. He understood what could happen in relationships and family. Both our earthly families and the family of God. Especially when you've been wronged or hurt. I do want to remind you that not all those who are overlooked, excluded, and rejected are thieves. The church overlooks a lot. I've shared with you that I grew up in a large family, eight children... The oldest and youngest were only 12 years apart, so there were eight children in 12 years. My mother is a saint. You can probably imagine that we always got along well and there was never any fighting at our house. Bob knows some of my family, so he knows that's not true. If you can imagine that, you probably didn't grow up in a large family. Someone was always fighting at our house. When, when Betty Joe and I got married, we have three sons. And when our boys were small and, and at each other, one day when they were fighting and she was exasperated, she says, is this normal? And I said, well, I don't know if it's normal, but it's the same way I grew up. <laughs> same way I grew up. Jesus understood what family life was like even in the family of God. Zac was the one person nobody liked. Nobody liked him. Why do you suppose Jesus selected Zacchaeus on his final trip to Jerusalem? Out of all the people in Jericho he could have had lunch with that day, why Zacchaeus? So what do we learn about the family of God from this story? What do we learn from Jesus? Well, first, I think we learn that Jesus looked for those that were outside the family. Jesus wanted the family of God to grow. And he looked for ways to help the family grow. He looked for those outside the family circle. He looked for people up a tree, not just physically up a tree. He looked for people in trouble. He befriended people who were alone. He forgave repentant sinners. He looked for those that were overlooked, excluded, and rejected. Jesus noticed people others didn't notice. He saw those that others overlooked. I mean, Zacchaeus was up in a tree. So I ask you who are we missing? Who are we missing? Jesus included those that were left out. He spoke to the one person in town that nobody in the crowd wanted to talk to. He befriended the one who was completely alone. Who are we leaving out? Who are we leaving out? And then Jesus accepted those that others scorned. He accepted the one man no one else accepted. They all hated Zach. And his acceptance of Zach was totally unexpected. He identified with him. He chose to make his house, the house of an unclean man, his rest stop for the day. And that shocked the religious crowd. He got him out of the tree, invited himself home for dinner. You see, where the welfare of a person was at stake, Jesus just ignored all the taboos, all the social protocols. It wasn't just with Zacchaeus. He did it over and over again. He did it with the woman at the well. Another person he shouldn't have been talking to. They all hated Zacchaeus. It was a bold public act. You know, we tend to look for people like us. We tend to look for people that make us comfortable. That don't stretch us too much. But Jesus risked rejection and hostility by befriending Zach. And his acceptance of Zach is unconditional. He doesn't say to to Zacchaeus, hey, if you quit your job and change your ways and stop doing the things that would make it difficult for me to go home with you, then, then I'll go to your house. He just accepted and loved Zacchaeus just like he was without condoning his sin. Jesus looked for those that were outside the family. And then Jesus always welcomed new family members. You know, not everybody was excited at our house when mom and dad announced the birth of Andrew Joseph Hill to his seven brothers and sisters the baby in our family. Judy cried because she wanted a sister so she would not be the baby girl. Not always are people happy. We do not always warmly welcome people into our lives, but Jesus always recognized a potential child of God. Jesus said the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The people trying to find their way. You see, Jesus always saw not only what a person was, but what they had the potential to become as a child of God. He could see what they, they could become. A grandmother was out with two of her small children, grandchildren. And somebody came up to her and asked how old they were. And the grandmother said, the doctor is five and the ambassador is three. (laughs) I'm a grandpa, I understand that perfectly. You see, we're supposed to see the potential of every child of God. The impact of Jesus' acceptance led to a transformation in Zach's life. He becomes a child of Abraham, a child of God by faith. And you can see evidence of his changed life. He changes his priorities. He has a new God. Money's no longer the most important thing in his life. He dealt with his sin. He was determined to correct the wrongs that he had committed. In those cases, he said, in which I have defrauded. A normal restitution would have been to pay back what had been taken wrongfully, plus 20%. But Zacchaeus does 400%. percent fourfold restitution. Way beyond restitution. And he says, I will give half of my wealth to meet the needs of the poor. Jesus encounters Zacchaeus. He is a thief and a traitor, isolated from everyone. And when he leaves Jericho, Zacchaeus is the chairman of the missions committee. He's in charge of the benevolent program in the community. Now he cares about people. This wretched sinner becomes a wonderful minister of compassion and concern. A pretty good afternoon's work for Jesus, don't you think? You see, Jesus always recognized a potential child of God. He knew what the power of God at work in a human heart and life could do. He knew what kind of change it could bring. We must see potential children of God who live all around us, everywhere. I know some of them do not appear to be likely candidates, but neither did Zacchaeus, and neither do we. Spirit of God spoke to Jimmy when I was seven years old and began a work of transforming my life that he's still working on now. God sees potential in you, in me, and in every other person. The passage ends with Jesus saying this man too is a son of Abraham. He's family. He's a part of our family. Children of God by faith. Just like Zacchaeus. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, forgive us when we're like the crowd instead of like Jesus. Help us to see the world around us as family. All children of God. All people that God wants to bless and work in their lives. Father, in our time of response today, we pray that our hearts and our lives would be open to the urgings of your spirit. And that we would have the courage to be obedient on this Lord's day. We pray in Jesus' name.